I couldn't think of a song this week, so you're just gonna have to put up with this failure. That was my rendition of a song that doesn't have a name because I really couldn't couldn't think of anything, because, yeah. Welcome back, guys, to You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader, and this week we are going to ask a very, very important question. What makes a rival, and what makes a good rivalry? Now today, I will be discussing what is potentially, not potentially, what is almost definitely, not even almost, what is definitely my favourite rivalry in all of fiction. Now, a quick sort of gist of what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about villain versus hero rivalries here, like your Optimus Prime versus your Megatron or your Batman versus Joker. They're a very different type of rivalry based in mutual disdain for each other. And, you know, especially in the case of, like, Megatron and Optimus are brilliant rivals, but that's through centuries and millennia of war. I'm talking about rivals who are more more just exist to push each other, and that is the definition I'm going for today. A rival is someone who exists in the fiction as a character to push the main protagonist to be better. The rival purely exists for that reason. And in my opinion... In fiction, there is one rivalry that stands above the rest in that regard. And that is Seto Kaiba and Pharaoh Atem slash Yugimoto from the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters television series. There's just something about their rivalry that always captivated me as a child because it's a true rivalry. In fact, even Eric Stewart himself, the voice actor for Kaiba, in an interview uh, before The Dark Side of Dimensions was released came out say he was asked a question like oh do you think Kyber's a villain and he goes no Kyber isn't a villain he's he's a rival his purpose is to push Yugi to push the pharaoh to constantly be better but what makes it interesting is that Kyber's a fleshed out enough character as well that he is also being pushed in pushing Yugi Kyber is pushing himself and they're constantly trying to outdo each other and whilst their duel is kingdom duel, you could argue there were some nefarious things going on. Everyone goes, oh, Kaiba cheated to win. And I'm like, oh, Yugi cheated first. And the way he was beating the Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. So let's not get into that, right? The score stands at currently 2-1 for their duels. Yugi won their original interaction. Kaiba won in Duelist Kingdom. <clears throat> and then Yugi beats him in Battle City. Any duels after that? Well, I think they only really duel once after that that we see. You get a DNF in the Dark Side of Dimensions. Oh no, a DNF in Pyramid of Light as well. That one doesn't really count. Dark Side of Dimensions, you get a DNF because Kaiba's life points drop to 100. But the duel is called off when uh, Diva or Ayagami shows up in a weevil. And you also see the ending of Dark Side of Dimensions, which is something I'll talk about in more detail in a bit. Where Kaiba gets his rematch against the Pharaoh, uh, but we actually don't get to see the duel or the outcome. But these two characters, as I say, I'm going to focus mainly on the Pharaoh and Kaiba, because I think their rivalry is is strong. That's the main driving force. The Pharaoh does most of the dueling throughout the series. However, I won't be ignoring that Yugi is there as well, and part of that rivalry very much. But to first understand the rivalry, you need to realise that these two rivals have been rivals in the dub since about 5,000 years ago. When a rivalry, you know, lasts long enough that 
the original versions of yourself die, but then the reincarnated versions of yourself 5,000 years later also share that rivalry, it says something. Now, back in ancient Egypt, obviously, Pharaoh Atem was the pharaoh, and then Seto was a priest in his high court, and is actually one of the most talented people in all of Egypt in terms of test scores to get into the court, and he was up on the pharaoh's level, and the two often dueled against each other in ancient Egypt to push each other then. Their whole relationship, whilst, yes, there was always the bit of, uh, I suppose, bitterness, I suppose, although I think they were more friendly towards each other back in the Egyptian times, they existed to push each other to their absolute limits and to make each other better, to the point where the pharaoh even comments saying, 5,000 years ago he served by my side and was a close friend of mine. So even the pharaoh admits that Pre-Seto was a worthy rival, especially once he got his hands on the iconic uh, blue-eyes-white dragon, which his modern-day incarnation also has an obsession with, but I don't think we'll go into his whole girlfriend dragon thing right now. But clearly their rivalry has gone on for these 5,000 years, and you actually see them fight a few times in the past, and it's very evenly matched. In fact, you could even argue that pre-Seto sometimes had the edge on the pharaoh. Um, but, you know, protagonist rules, he kind of has to win. But their respect goes as much that when the pharaoh's time came to pass on, he actually passed the title of pharaoh onto Seto. So Seto goes on to become a pharaoh in his own right. And that shows a great deal of respect between the two characters that he's willing, he's like, oh, they're also cousins, by the way, in the ancient past, which begs the question, considering we don't know who Kaiba's real parents are in the um, modern day, because he was adopted, are Yugi and Kaiba also cousins in in the modern era? We we don't know. But their respect is clearly there, but also a rivalry, a thirst to push each other. <clears throat> so then we jump forward to the year 2000, where Yugi Moto and Seto Kaiba set, face off for the first time. Kaiba's so confident he's going to win... But, uh, sorry, Kaiba, you don't. Exodia, obliterate, three blue eyes, white dragons destroyed. It's it's actually quite a, an unsettling thing to watch. Um, it really brings tears to my eyes every time watching three dragons get destroyed that like that. But, you know, we might move, we move on. But ever since that point, that was when the rivalry was started. The, Yugi struggled in that duel. Like, if he didn't get lucky and pull the five pieces of Exodia when he did... He would have lost. Kaiba literally pushed him every single t- turn during that duel. Just, just well, when you've got three blue eyes white dragons, you tend to do that in early Yu-Gi-Oh. But Kaiba, oh, with a vengeance at that point, he was not happy. He lost, and that was what set him on a war path to say, "This is the one person who's beat me." Other than Pegasus, but Pegasus blatantly really cheated, and more than Yugi. And Kaiba's like, no, I'm number one, I'm going to prove it. And that's where the rivalry was born, and that's why it is such a good rivalry. Because the rivalry isn't necessarily focused on each other, but it is. Both of them are just trying to be the best they can be. The thing with that is, though, for Kaiba, what's standing in the way of him being the best is Yugi. And for Yugi, the person who is the biggest threat to him being the best is Kaiba. Meaning there is the mutual need to beat each other and to best each other to prove who is superior. 
And whilst that trait is definitely more evident in Kaiba, Kaiba is definitely more obsessed with beating Yugi than Yugi is with beating Kaiba, probably because Yugi wins most of the time, the rivalry is still strong enough that you can see Yugi knows and respects Kaiba as his rival, as the person who is most likely to beat him one day. Not that he ever does, um, that we see after Battle City, but that's that's not really a point. But in Battle City, Yugi even acknowledges this. As he's uh, getting ready for the duel, he has a flashback sequence, as pretty much every single episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! does, where he recounts how Kaiba has pushed him time after time to get better, and how his skills are only as good as they are now, because Seto Kaiba has been pushing him the whole time. And whilst Kaiba never has a similar moment, it's very evident that Kaiba steps up his game to beat Yugi. His motivations are to beat Yugi and be the best. His whole reason for setting up the Battle City tournament, this is... Kaiba's obsession is brilliant. I love him, right? This is why I love the rivalry so much, because there is such the fixation and obsession on this rivalry in the show. There are no other shows, in my opinion, you might disagree if you do. I'm not trying to offend you, I'm just trying to give my opinion. There's just something about the fact that they're both so... They need to beat each other. And Kaiba sets up a whole tournament. Battle City, the whole second arc, main arc of the show, was set up just so Kaiba can beat Yugi in front of the rest of the world and gain all three Egyptian god cards. Does it go to plan? No. But does it change the fact that his ego was that big that he had to set up a whole tournament? By the way, renting out an entire city just for a card game tournament and then having a private island and a private blimp for the semi-finals and finals... The blimp came first for the semi-finals and then, then the finals. Quarter-finals on the blimp, sorry. Semi-finals and finals on the on the private island. Um, you know, egomaniac stuff. But that's what I love. Their rivalry is that intense that Kaiba would go to those lengths just to beat him. And even in the Pyramid of Light movie, the whole starting function of the Pyramid of Light movie is Kaiba is that tired of being in Yugi's shadow that he's willing to do whatever he can to beat him. He takes the Blue-Eyed Shining Dragon from Pegasus and even takes the Pyramid of Light card, which ends up being a big problem. And that door ends up in the DNF when Anubis takes over and wrecks shit and tries to kill people. But, you know, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. But I think the most brilliant sign of Kaiba's obsession, and I'm going to say this now, I know it's early on in the episode and I've got more to talk about in chronological order, but this this part needs to be said. The ending, this by the way, this is spoilers for Dark Side of Dimensions, which if you do want to see it, I fully recommend it. Yes, obviously it makes more sense if you've watched the whole Duel Monsters series, but you can still enjoy it if you haven't. It's fantastic. I'll give a little plug for that film now, although it will end up probably getting its own episode of You Have Failed. Um, it's a sequel set six months after the end of Duel Monsters, and because of that, it had every right to fail because... It was actually made, what, over 10 years after the original series ended. So, you know, normally if something like that happens, you have to reset your characters so they're in a point where they can develop again in the film and it ruins the ending of the series. This this film had every right to fail, uh, but it succeeded in every way and is one of my favourite films of all time. Dark Side of Dimensions is fucking brilliant. And one of the things that makes it so brilliant is the ending scene because it sparks joy in me. It makes me laugh because Kyber's just mental obsession with Yugi, with the Pharaoh and beating him is unreal. 
And yeah, so basically by the end of the film, Kyber's got the, the magic cube of the film and he, he's built this machine. And this machine uh, is capable of transporting him to to a different dimension. And the dimension he goes to is, by the way, I suppose this is a spoiler for the end of Door Monsters as well. It, the dimension it can transport him to is the uh, ancient Egyptian afterlife. And he has built a contraption. Right, let's just put this into perspective, right? Seto Kaiba has built a contraption that can send him to the ancient Egyptian afterlife so that he can walk into the palace of Pharaoh Atem and challenge him to a children's card game, right? This is the level of obsession that this man has. But the scene is done so well. It's all done in silence. So as soon as Kaiba goes initiating transport... There are no more words in the film for this final scene. All you see is Kyber begin the transport sequence. You then see he's in the ancient Egyptian world. And you see him sort of walking through the desert. You then see a, a clip of the Pharaoh's palace. You see Kyber walk in. And all you see is he activates his dual disc. And then you see sort of under God rays coming in from the windows in the palace. The Pharaoh, he stands up, the Millennium Puzzle round his neck, shining in the light. But suddenly the camera pans and you can now see the pharaoh's face. And on his face, all you see, all he does is smirks. A smile comes onto the pharaoh's face as the film then cuts to black. And that, that is a perfect scene. No words needed to be said. There, were, there was no interaction needed. All you needed was Kaiba walking in so confidently. Activate dual disc. Pharaoh stand up, smirk, because that look on the Pharaoh's face says everything. It was almost a, a game on, a, a kind of, what took you so long? Let's do this. And that's their rivalry. It literally transcends time. And that's just another example of how their rivalry transcends time itself. Not only did it last all the way from ancient Egypt to their modern incarnations, but it transcended time again when Kaiba was so desperate for one last chance to battle the Pharaoh that he went to the land of the dead just to play a card game with him. Right. And yes, it says a lot about their relationship and the fact that Kaiba does view the Pharaoh as a friend as well. The fact that, you know, he wanted that one last thing with him as a rival and as a friend. Because Kaiba never really got a chance to say goodbye either. And I think that is partly what eats him up. But let's face it, the main part of what's eating him up is the fact he never got to settle the score with the Pharaoh and prove once and for all who is the best duelist. And I think that's another thing that <laughs> about this this rivalry that really makes it so unique. It's about a card game. Like, you've got Goku and Vegeta, right? And they're they're great. It's a very intense rivalry. They want to be the strongest they can be. And they're constantly trying to... Well, not necessarily. Vegeta is kind of try, constantly trying to get better than Goku. Goku's just trying to get better than everyone. But that's a very, you know, head-on, fighty, punchy. Goku and Superman. Not Goku and Superman. That's not a rivalry. That's a different debate. Um, Batman versus Superman. That's another rivalry where they're constantly like, oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm smarter than you. No, I'm stronger. Blah, blah, blah. Or you've got Loki and Thor in a way as well, because I know he's more villainous, but it's a it's a brotherly rivalry where they're trying to beat each other. But Kyber and the Pharaoh, it's a card game. But obviously in the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe, they take this so seriously anyway. 
But these two are constantly trying to be the best duelists they can be. A children's trading card game, but it works. The irony of how silly it is in reality when you're an adult and you look at it and you realise it's quite ridiculous that they're taking this card game so seriously. But my God, does it work? Because the characters work. Because what makes them perfect rivals is the fact that they have that respect for each other as well. They are friends, whether you're talking about Yugi and the or the Pharaoh and obviously Kaiba. They are friends. Because going back to the Dark Side of Dimensions movie again, at the end, you know, Kaiba's like, so long, Yugi, until our paths cross again, take care. And he's being nice to him, admitting that whilst Kaiba would never really admit it openly and he'd rather be caught dead, I think, before he starts being nice to people... He does genuinely care about Yugi and the Pharaoh, see them as friends, and yeah, he does see them as equals. He definitely does, because when you get to Battle City, so you've got Yugi monologuing internally about how Kaiba has pushed him every time and, you know, how Kaiba's their ultimate rival. Kaiba's monologue is very similar, where he goes, you know, the one person he needs to beat to prove that he is the best is Yugi. Every, no one else matters. The only person that matters to Kaiba is that he beats Yugi and reclaims the title of the number one duelist and becomes the king of games. Now that is a rivalry that is so focused. They need to beat each other to be the best. And they both want to be the best. I think that's a trait that's not really explored in Yugi so much because where he's the protagonist, you see more that, oh, he's just trying to save the world. But deep down, he does want to be the best duelist he can be as well. He does want to be the best, not as narcissistically persistent as Kaiba, where he wants to be the best for the sake of being the best and gloating that he's the best. Yugi does still want to be the best in his own respect and his own way as well. And that that's what makes them such good rivals. They both have the exact same goal, to become the king of games. They are both who is standing in the other's way but they both have enormous respect for each other. The amount of time you watch them duel and they'll comment normally internally on, on each other's plays and how skilled the other opponent is and how impressed they are and how much the other person is pushing them. That's rivalry because it's not just bitter hatred, it's respect. And I think that is really what makes a good rivalry as well. It's not just the bitter... I'm going to be better than you. No, I'm going to be better than you. You've activated my trap card. You've activated my spell card. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's the part where you sit down. Those two characters have enormous respect for each other because of their skills. And that's why they're their rivals. Because they are the person they see as their equal and the person who pushes them and the person they want to grow beyond. It's all about trying to grow beyond that person but knowing that that person is coming along on the journey with you, but you've still got to strive to be better, that's rivalry. And it's the respect they have, because it's it's weird. I've never seen a rivalry so... It's a friendly rivalry, but so bitter at the same time. But not in a horrible way bitter. Bitter to the point where they will fight tooth and claw, or card to card... To win the Battle City duel, Clash at the Colosseum, it's a six-part episode. Some of it's taken up by useless subplot, uh, where I skip that bit as well. 
Um, but the Clash of the Colosseum is probably my favourite duel in all of the Duel Monsters series. I know the final ceremonial duel was great between Yugi and the Pharaoh, but Clash at the Colosseum, that's the final showdown in the series between Kyber and Yugi. And my God, is it one to go out on. You've got the Clash of the Egyptian Gods, one final showdown between Dark Magician and Blue-Eyes White Dragon. Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon makes an appearance. It's it's oh, It's a breathtaking duel where... Everything on the line, both duelists giving it their all. And for a moment, Kaiba looks like he's going to win. But then you do this thing where you realise that you're watching an anime and that means that the protagonist has to win because he has to face the main villain in the final fight of the arc. So there was no way Kaiba was going to win. But they gave him, they made it look like he could for a little tiny bit. But uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't last long, unfortunately, for our boy Kaiba. But that never stopped the rivalry. As I say, Dark Side of Dimensions shows that perfectly. And in fact, you even get little hints that the rivalry is still going in later series like GX. So by this point, Kyber owns Duel Academy and he's still striving to be the best. And Pegasus even comments that he gives a list of his top five best duelists he's ever seen or known. And Yugi's at the top and Kyber's second. And whilst you never see them interact in that series, it's very evident that the two of them are still at each other's throats. That they're still... I know it's not the Pharaoh by that point in GX. That is Yugi himself. But Yugi is the modern-day incarnation of the Pharaoh. Um, Yeah, it's just... I don't know how to explain how bitter it is, because it's not bitter in terms of bitter hatred. It's bitter in terms of they are doing all they can to beat the other. And but they're also doing it out of a place of friendship. If you watch the Battle City arc, Yugi's beating Kaiba in a way to say, look, don't hold on to your hatred and your negativity. You won't beat me like that. You've got to learn to be happy and then you then you're already a winner. And Kaiba's like, no, the only way I'll be happy is by being the best at everything. I can't accept second rate. And Yugi's like, well, with darkness in your heart, you're not going to win. And then and then beats him, sadly. But <laughs> I don't know if you can tell I'm a Kaiba fan. But yeah, it it's built on friendship, respect, but also the bitterness of they will fight tooth and claw in every single fight they had. And they didn't have many in the grand scheme of things because the problem with Duel Monsters is that back in the original, the series, the game was a lot slower back then. There was a lot less special summoning and quickly summoning your boss monsters. So duels took a lot longer. On average, two and th- two to three episodes was a duel sometimes. So you didn't get as many big duels unfortunately as i say clash at the coliseum was six episodes six episodes of brilliant dueling might i add but that's still six episodes and that's why you don't get as many clashes between these rivals but you do get times where you see their rivalry in other ways there's one where they're doing a uh, tag duel against two rare hunters loomis and umbra and their rivalry is that fierce that kaiba doesn't even want to accept help from yugi in a tag duel like it's two on two And even then he's like, I don't need your help. I can prove that I'm better than you. Go blue eyes. Ironically, it's Yugi that helps him summon his blue eyes eventually. But it adds to that comedic side of it as well, where Kaiba's that caught up in proving that he's better than Yugi, that he will, in some instances, refuse to accept his help. 
But he does later go on to actually accept his help, and that does go a long way to prove that they are friends, because, well, clearly they're working together and they will accept each other's help. But the rivalry never dies down. I, I don't think it ever will. You know, as I can't stress enough, when someone's willing to build a machine to transport themselves to and from the afterlife to have one last duel, like card game with a with a guy, you know that's true rivalry. Like, Kaiba was that fixated on the fact that he didn't get a chance to prove he was the best before the pharaoh left, that he was willing to go to the afterlife. You see it earlier on in the Dark Side of Dimensions as well, where Kaiba shows off his new dual disc system to his staff, where he basically, the new dual link system in the dual disc means he can sort of create anything he wants with his mind. So he actually perfectly recreated a digital version of the Pharaoh to duel against, recreated the deck, recreated the, his mannerisms, his thought patterns, the way he, his dueling strategies. And as Kaiba commented, the bit that took the longest with recreating the Pharaoh was doing his hair, which is a big jab at obviously anime protagonists, and that was brilliant on Kaiba's part and obviously the writing staff of the film in that regard. But like you know, and he does a monologue at the start of that in the middle of that duel, where he's like, "My scars of defeat run deep," you know, and he goes on about the how the one person, even though he's been beaten by other people, other magical cheating people, but other people, um. Because Yugi, mm, I would say he's the only person who's beat him fairly. Yugi still cheats, Millennium Puzzle and all, but nowhere near as bad as the others. But the person that Yugi, Kaiba sees as the person he does need to beat is Yugi. Because in fairness, he beats Pegasus later on when Pegasus doesn't have the eye. Darts doesn't count because it just doesn't. There were stupid stipulations in that rule, uh, duel. I can't really think of any other times that, that Kaiba's like, oh, Noah... No, it doesn't count. He cheats. He uses Kyber's own brother as a body shield, which Kyber refuses to hurt his brother. So, like, you can sort of see where I'm coming from that Kyber can beat everyone else. Kyber knows he can beat everyone else. And in his heart, he knows he can beat Yugi and the Pharaoh. And in fact, he knows he did at Duelist Kingdom because. Yes, everyone will make the argument that, oh, if Kaiba didn't threaten to commit suicide, Yugi Yugi would have won. And yeah, that's great, but Kaiba would have won if Yugi didn't pull this bullshit cheating move where he's like, oh, if I fuse my mammoth graveyard with an arrow that shoots into your Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon, because it's an undead monster, it will start rotting your dragon from the inside, making it weaker. I'm like, that's that's not how that works. Cheers, Gov. That's no, no, no. That's not a thing. So, Kaiba won that duel. Quite frankly, Battle City. Okay, Yugi won. Fairly, there are a few times he got some suspect. Oh, there's only one card I need. Can I pull it off, please? Can I pull it off? Oh, look, I got the card which is the Millennium Puzzle's power to give you increased chance of getting what you need in a desperate situation, like luck-based in games. Like, well, that's not fair. Kyber doesn't have that, and he's still almost won. Maybe I'm part of this bitter rivalry. Do I have a rivalry with Yugi? <laughs> Maybe I'm just that much of a Kyber fanboy. But, <laughs> oh dear, is there something wrong with me? Probably. 
But no, I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! recently. Um, I watched Dark Side of Dimensions last night while I was doing an assignment. Big up my dissertation plan. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and today I funnily enough watched Clash at the Coliseum. I think I chose to put on Clash at the Coliseum because I knew this was going to be my topic for the podcast this week. So I thought, let's get a bit of Kyber and Yugi action in. And I put on Dark Side of Dimensions last night because I fancied watching one of my favourite films. Hashtag plugging that film again. It will get its own episode. Probably. Almost definitely. But it's their duel in that episode. It's the two duels between, I suppose, the Kyber and the Yugis in that episode. One where he duels the fake pharaoh. Can we just point out as well, actually, he does beat the fake pharaoh, the digital version, but Kyber, he doesn't accept the win. This is how... And this is what I mean by their rivalry. Kyber is unwilling to accept the win. Everyone, all his staff and all the people watching are like, yeah, well done, you beat him. Like, you managed to beat him. Like, you're unmatched. And Kyber's like... I'm pretty sure he tells him to shut up and stop kissing his ass, basically. And goes, look, that wasn't the real Pharaoh, so it doesn't count. And they're like, yeah, but you made him to be exactly like him, so it counts. You've beaten him. You've beaten someone with the exact skill set and deck of the Pharaoh. And Kyber goes, yeah, but it's not the real Pharaoh, so it doesn't count. Until I've beaten the real deal, it, I'm still suffering with these scars of defeat, knowing that I'm not the best. And his obsession is that much that, yeah, he beats him. He does beat him, but it's not enough. It's not enough to beat a perfect copy of him. He has to beat the real one or it doesn't count whatsoever. And it's the same with the duel in Yugi, with Yugi later. Yugi's like, oh, looks like it's down to you and me, Kaiba. Just like old times. And Kaiba's like, you're not the one I want. I want the Pharaoh. And it's like, so <laughs> this all shows that he does have a rivalry with Yugi as well. But it wasn't Yugi that beat him time after time. It was the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh is the one that, yes, it was Yugi's... It was Pharaoh in the Yugi... Pharaoh in the Yugi's body? It was the Pharaoh in Yugi's body that beat him time after time. It was the Pharaoh that he couldn't overcome. Yes, he admits and respects Yugi as a duelist massively as well. You see in the final arc of the show, in the ceremonial duel, where Yugi actually beats the Pharaoh. So it's weird. Yugi proves that he can beat the Pharaoh... But, and Kyber even goes as far as to admit, oh, look, it looks like Yugi is the real king of games after all. Maybe it's not the Pharaoh. However, that's not enough for Kyber. For Kyber, it doesn't matter that Yugi was good enough to beat the Pharaoh. Because it wasn't Yugi that beat him. It was the Pharaoh that beat him. So as far as he's concerned, the person he needs to beat is, is the Pharaoh. So much so that when they actually have their duel, Yugi and Kaiba, the, the actual Yugi, modern day Yugi, it's very heavily implied that Kaiba wins or is going to win because his life points drop to 100, but then he starts smirking and he has a face down. So it's very heavily implied that he was about to win that before the duel got sort of uh, interrupted by Aigami. So you can even argue that Kaiba is good enough to beat Yugi. And it is just the Pharaoh he needs to prove himself. And that is going back to that final scene in this film. I know I've spoken a lot about the film, but I feel like the film does a lot in showing the rivalry because it's a six months after the the end of the show, but it shows Kaiba's obsession with beating beating Yugi. And yeah, so the end scene, 
the fact you don't get to see the duel leaves it so ambiguous. In my mind, as a Kyber fanboy, I like to think that Kyber won. But it's that open-ended that people could say it was a tie, that the Pharaoh won, Kyber won. You could make up whatever conclusion you wanted. And I think that's the way the movie wanted it to be. They didn't want to outright say, look, Yugi's won again. But they didn't want to upset fans in that regard and go, look, Kyber's won this time. And I think that's another reason why Yugi and Kaiba's duel got a DNF. Because I think, yes, they're heavily implying that Kaiba was going to win, but they didn't show it as to not upset both fans. And I get that. It, it was a way of balancing out the film and not upsetting either fan. Because, yes, there were going to be some people who wanted Yugi to win, but some people who think Kaiba finally deserved his comeuppance. And it's that middle ground of having a DNF and a don't even show the duel that I think finds that middle ground. But that's what the fierce rivalry is. And I think that, to me, is what makes a great rivalry. It's something that, in this case, quite literally transcends time and dimensions itself. Yes, there are other great rivalries in Yu-Gi-Oh! You've got all the other main protagonists and their rivals. You've got Jaden and Chaz, um, Yusei and Jack, Yuma and, well, I suppose you've got Shark and Orkite. And then you've got Yuya and... Don't really know Yuri. I don't really know who it, who had cast it in um, arc five. Actually, now I think about it, who knows? <clears throat> and you've got other rivalries in within that. You've got Kite and Mazar. You've got Cyrus and his brother. In a respect, you've got you know Crow and Jack. You've got loads of different rivalries. But Yugi and Kaiba is not just the best in Yu-Gi-Oh. In my opinion, it's it's the best kind of rivalry in fiction. And even if other people have other favorite rivalries whether it be Goku and Vegeta Loki and Thor or Batman and Superman or whoever it is Naruto and Sasuke right as far as I'm concerned Yugi and Kaiba are the perfect template for rivals there's the respect but there's also the bitter need to beat each other but at the same time the characters are necessary to each other in fiction a rival is necessary to the protagonist. The protagonist will never <clears throat> progress as much as he needs to if the rival doesn't exist to push him. <clears throat> yes, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yugi and the Pharaoh overcome many, many adversaries in the show. And yes, they have to reach new skill set every time they face a big bad villain. <clears throat> but there's one character that I think consistently... Yugi would not have been the amazing, or the pharaoh, duelist they were, if it wasn't for Seto Kaiba constantly pulling up behind them and going, look what I've got, can you take this punch? And Kai Yugi having to muster the strength to fight back just as hard. <clears throat> I use punch as a metaphor, because obviously this rivalry is card game based. <clears throat> but it's the fact that the rivalry is so fleshed out as well, that it's been going on for 5,000 years since ancient Egypt, from when a the pharaoh in his first incarnation, pardon me, sorry, a little hiccup there, the pharaoh in his first incarnation and Kyber in his first incarnation as pre-Seto and pharaoh Atem, they were there and existed to push each other. Kyber pushed the pharaoh to be a better pharaoh and the pharaoh pushed pre-Seto to be a better sorcerer to the point where Seto ended up taking over as pharaoh as the only worthy successor to protect Egypt once Pharaoh Atem passed on at the end of the Millennium World arc. 
And that, to me, is what rivalry should be. It doesn't necessarily have had to start 5,000 years ago with ancient Egyptian counterparts, but it has to be something that is able to transcend time. Not always in a literal sense like Kyber did, but something that powerful that these two characters, one of the characters purely exists essentially to push the other. But at the same time, a rivalry is done right when the main character can also then push the other character so that the rival is no longer just a tool to push the protagonist. He becomes his own fleshed out character being pushed by the protagonist as well. Because I feel like that's where rivalries such as Ash and Gary in Pokemon fell short, for example. Gary existed to push Ash. Ash became determined to beat Gary. But it never happened the other way around. Gary never became a better character because Ash never pushed him. Kyber, on the other hand, is so well loved. But I, and I say this as a Kyber fan, don't think he would be anywhere near as popular as he is today if it wasn't for what Yugi did for him, if it wasn't for the fact that Yugi constantly pushed him. I I will put it out here right now, and people might disagree. If you do, let me know in the Discord section. Not horribly. We'll have a discussion about it in on the uh, You Have Failed Discord server or, you know, on Twitter, and we'll start a thread on Twitter if you want. I'm up for that, but let's not be hateful. Let's be respectful and be nice because it is all just opinion-based. But I honestly think that Yugi and Kaiba are only as great and iconic as they are because of each other. Yugi is nothing without Kaiba, and Kaiba is, I hate to say this, nothing without Yugi, right? The characters have stood the test of time themselves because of their rivalry. What makes them, when you think about it, what makes Kaiba so great? Yeah, the blue eyes white dragon, I'm not denying that. I love the blue eyes too. But other than that, his character traits... Yeah, he's a narcissistic, egotistical douchebag. But that's a lot of the time in relation to Yugi because and his obsession to beat him. Yes, he's got those character traits anyway. But then you've got Yugi. Why is he so memorable? Because he's the same as any shonen anime protagonist. Is it because of epic duels with his rival? Maybe that's what makes a rivalry so good. And two characters who are great on their own, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're not good characters on their own, but when these two great, already great characters are elevated to characters that withstand the test of time because of each other, a true rivalry isn't two separate entities fighting a lot, it's it's one fluid entity, Kaiba and Yugi in one, constantly coming together and clashing to push each other. It's like branches on a tree intertwining at times, holding each other up, branching off for a bit and then coming back. Two separate characters that have stood the test of time because of what holds them together. That is their rivalry. And I think at the end of the day, that to me is what makes such an interesting rivalry. It's intense, but it's respectful. And there is friendship there, but there's also hatred in the terms of not hatred, it's not the right word, but disdain in the fact they want to beat each other. But they do respect each other as well. There is that friendship underlying it. And because of that, it's what elevates their characters to where they are. It's their interactions together that make them 
as great as they are in universe, you know, Yugi and Kaiba would be nowhere near the duelists they are if they weren't pushed. Kaiba would have got comfortable with his status, number one, fine. He always would have wanted to be the best, but he just would have thought there's no one out there that could beat him. He's fine, happy. Yugi would have stayed as someone just happy to play you, uh, duel monsters just casually, never would have become the king of games. It's because of their interactions with each other that they become as great as they do by the end of the series. And it's that rivalry that drives, well, the whole Dark Side of Dimension film, whilst it's a brilliant film, if you think about it, it's the whole, <laughs> that film at its core is the rivalry between the two characters. And that's what rivalry is. When you can make an entire film that's basically based around a rivalry, especially when one of the characters, the Pharaoh isn't really even in the film. You see the digital version and then he appears for maybe the last five minutes for two cameos, essentially, right? When a character isn't even in the film, yet a film so greatly conveys the rivalry between him and another character, that's how you know you've got a good rivalry. So yes, other people and you people and you lot listening might disagree with me. You might have a different rivalry that you think is the best. You might disagree with what you think makes a good rivalry. But in my opinion, Pharaoh Atem and Seto Kaiba are the perfect rivals and are the best rivals I have seen in fiction because they just exist to push each other and that is what elevates them to such great and iconic characters. So I'm going to say, I don't really know, I've never really judged characters before, but Yugi and Kaiba, you have not failed in making a great rivalry. You have made an exceptional one. And thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in again this week to another episode of You Have Failed. I really hope you enjoyed. If you do, please do uh, listen in again next week and listen to previous episodes if you haven't already. Do follow the show page on Twitter, follow my page on Twitter, and join the Discord. That is all linked on King's Eyes website. And I will speak to you again next week.